0: This is Wales Bangor Newport Commarson Rill Bills Wales Aberdare, Aberdare Horse Madog Cogum Pre-Gent Aber-A-Bron. Wrexham Merthyr Neath. This is Wales.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest Welsh Connections interview show. Today I'm joined by A.J. Mature. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, welcome to the show. It's been it's been a while. I've been I've been trying to get you on for quite a while,
2: and uh, I finally tracked you down. Yeah, good things happen. They take time. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It it did. Yeah, it took a long time, but we're here. How is it in Switzerland at the moment? Switzerland is is great. I mean, Switzerland is. Switzerland. <laughs> Everybody knows what Switzerland is. It, nothing's different than what people know about it. It's it's Switzerland.
0: <laughs> drive, drive. Talking loud, cause nobody hears you when you hide. Drive. There's something wrong with the way you're thinking about your pride. Pride. Hanging on to the people that you're thinking are your stride. I'll tell you this, there's nothing wrong with you Nothing like your dreams. What have you got to prove? Just take one for the team Could you be right or wrong? Say just what you mean Spend your life believing That there's something wrong with you Maybe it's your pride, pride. Hanging on to the people you thinking Are your tribe pride. Talking loud cause nobody hears you When you hide pride. There's something wrong in the way You're thinking about your pride, pride. pride. I tell you this There must be something wrong with you You're not what you seem You don't even try to move and take one for the team You could be right or wrong Say just what you mean Spend your time on dreaming that there's nothing wrong with you Maybe it's your drive Everyone knows about you Superstar! <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a drive, drive, talking loud cause nobody hears you when you hide. hide, there's something wrong in the way you're thinking about your pride, drive, hanging on to the people that you're taking on your stride, I tell you that.
2: Tell me, AJ, what first turned you on to music? Well, I I was grown up. I I was I grew up in the midst of music and art. My family, you know, we had artists and musicians. Um, mostly, I grew up in India, by the way. Few, you, you know, and um, there's a lot of art and music in my family, but it was more oriented to the to the Indian traditional, you know, kind of Indian music, Bollywood. Maybe I was attracted somehow. I gravitated towards Western music, and as as far as I can remember, like I was eleven or twelve, I started listening to you know Elvis Presley. C- Cliff Richard was huge in India. <laughs> Good old Cliff. Uh, all the radio stations which played some sort of Western music actually played Cliff Richard because he was clean, and um, he still is. And um, so I I was always attracted to western music and um, strangely enough I don't know it probably was some kind of a protest of (laughs) against everything else and um, so um, I had cousins who used to come with their friends over and play on our terrace you know sing Beatles songs and Beach Boys songs I used to I I was a young kid I used to just sit there and just absolutely fascinated how they could play the guitar and sing because back then I was a painter painting artist I used to love painting I still do that but that was like my major passion painting I wasn't even I wasn't not even I didn't even touch an instrument back then but I just enjoyed and was fascinated by this group of people getting coming together singing harmonies which was just amazing you know and and playing the guitar and singing at the same time that always intrigued me at school I was also I also wrote for the school magazine and um, articles and I did illustrations and paintings and, and and you know images and stuff and design you know for the for the magazine and one day you know we were just brainstorming what we should write about you know another boring politician or some school teacher I said, hey, the Beatles are in Rishikesh, let's let's talk, go talk to them. So everybody looked at me and said, well, be our guest, go do that. So, and at that moment, I realized, okay, I need to do that. I was like, I was not even 14 back then. So I took the train to Hardwar and took the bus to Rishikesh it's a it's a very safe place back then you know it's a religious place you know you can you can be there it's still is quite safe so I was there and um along with a couple of hundred journalists from all over the world <laughs> so I say, okay, that's it uh no interview, but so I'd written my name there at the entrance and uh, you know, AJ Maltour from modern School you wanted know, an interview with the Beatles for my for a school magazine. I didn't think nothing, anything was going to happen, but my name got called. So I was in there. Yeah. I met the Beatles there, all, all four of them. Donovan was also there. A couple of really beautiful women were there. I think it was just an amazing, almost like a fairy tale for me. You know, just, I was right in the middle of that. John was here on this side. Paul was here. Uh, George Ringo, you know, all their people, all around. It's just coming and going. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's. I just came in right in the middle of those four guys. Was amazing energy, and these guys were uh, were so sweet. I mean, they noticed that I I couldn't get a decent question out. You know, I was just. Completely starstruck, you know, and i wasn't a professional journalist. You know, I was, it was like, oh my God, Beatles are here! It's music which my cousins used to play. Play on, play on, on a terrace. These guys are here, you know. So, so I couldn't get anything out. So John and Paul took over, sort of doing the interview. Didn't get published because uh, the newspapers, the, the Delhi newspapers, actually wanted to interview me because they didn't. None of them got a chance to interview the Beatles. So the school wanted to protect us identity and everything so they they didn't they declined to publish it which was actually okay and not okay because it was it was a good, nice short interview. Yeah, it was it was amazing. They they gave me a, a, an autographed picture though. I have that still, you know, it's a, one of my priceless possessions I have from there. That's my That's my, you know, everlasting memory of that day. It was amazing. I I never thought, and I think that sparked the whole music, you know, that that thing in me that I need to learn how to play the guitar and and sing. Is there
0: a way we could stop the shame we're feeling every day. If there's a way I could you're feeling day to day In the city's cold at night Holding back the things that you should say Pass the fortune forward filling up the hats that beg for change Take away the hunger and fall.
2: couple of chords from my cousin He showed me and that's it the rest is history I the music became the center and art took the sort of the side stage I still do all my artwork from, from my albums and everything but I'm, I'm no longer an active artist painter anymore I mean I don't call me myself that
1: looking back at that time in I mean that was what 1968 in Russia yeah, 67 or 68 yeah but looking back to that time what was the reaction from from your family your parents for example when you listen to the western music because it's very different the time signatures the instruments it's all very oh, yeah.
2: different to oh, yeah. traditional Indian music well, they tolerated it <laughs> because my my cousin who was like seven years older and I was they used to come come around with the friends and he was in the in a technical university like the top-notch university in India, I- IIT. And he was an accepted young man of the family. So what he was doing was okay. So what I did, like he did, was okay. So it was tolerated. But when I started making music with with, with bands, that was kind of, um, that wasn't that okay anymore. I, I played in bands and we used to play in clubs for, for a month, two months, six days a week, one day off, you know. Every evening, you know, from like four hours or something every evening. It was fun. I had a lot, got a lot of mileage in, in playing live back then. So the, finally, when, when I started, when, when we got invited by the all in radio, the radio stations, and also the, the we had a couple of TV shows where our live gigs were recorded uh, on TV, that's when the acceptance was there completely. Hey, he's made it. He's, he's on TV, so it's got to be something good. And um, I mean, people in my family who made music, they understood it. They completely accepted what I was doing. It's more the, more the members of the family who weren't really into arts, you know, who, who had problems with that. People, artists always understand that. It doesn't have to be the same culture. As long as you are doing art, it, it was okay. My sister was a very fine painter, really good she loved it. She used to. She used to encourage me all the time to, you know, ignore my these guys talking. They're just talking. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that was a. It was a good start for me because I just jumped in deep end. You know, playing live with bands. I got invited maybe two months after I started playing the guitar. I had knowledge of about six chords. I thought, okay, um, let's see, maybe I can master the whole repertoire with those six chords. I was a rhythm guitarist in the back the first band. So that's 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 how I, j- I really jumped into it, into making music. And from then I just kept making music and till I finished my university and just after the finals I moved to Europe. Yeah.
0: Seconds, No matter how hard I try, years go rolling and the days go by, so I'm stuck on 75. Sitting on a runaway plane, and the pilot has long gone missing. I think I'm gonna get sacrificed for being stuck on 75. I see you moving fast, trying to get to the early train running out of breath. I see you running, and you see me running on the wrong side of the track. Trying to beat my best scares me to death. And we get down to play the game. We go looking for somebody to blame. This. Way
1: was that i mean that that's a really brave move to make isn't it for me yes i
2: wasn't i wasn't 20 yet i was no i was 20 i was just 20 yeah i always wanted to be somewhere where this music is sort of accepted art form you know india is it's still it's still sort of an outliner it's 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 like a sideshow western music and back then anyway but i mean kids Mm -hmm. loved it we played you know, during the summer vacation, we used to play play in in clubs. We used to have three gigs in per day. Like for the youngest kids, at at five o'clock, like under nine. Then the the age group teenies and older, from from seven to um, no, from six to ten, and then at at eleven o'clock, we used to play for the striptease for the old people. Yeah. We used to be the band, you know, back, backing bands for the striptease club. Everything was there, you know. I got a lot of experience playing live and, you know, improvising and playing all, all sorts of different kind of music. For the kids, we used to pay, play teeny bop, you know, bubblegum pop, we used to call it back then. And um, our heart was with the second one, the, the, the young people, you know, Hendrix and Zeppelin and all that. So that's, that's, that's how. And then, then going, I always wanted to go. Then I I met my future (laughs) ex-wife in, yeah. She was traveling around in uh, India, Nepal. And initially I didn't really want to go away because I was extremely successful in India as a band. You know, we used to, we, we played in, we, we played in all the clubs, you know, and um, making good mu- money and good good music, but then it somewhere we never had we never got a chance to play our own music. And I, I used to write those, some songs us which I actually recorded only recently, which I wrote way back. Had to of course update the lyrics and all that, but the idea of the song was was came out back then. That was the motivation to actually. You know, go somewhere. You can make. I can make my own music, you know, and and you know, sort of bring out what what's in me, instead of playing other people's music, you know. And and did did Europe give that to you? Yes. When I came to Europe, I I was smack in the middle of of the Swiss international music scene. Sort of, you know, Phil Carmen and and Brian Auger. I met Brian Auger here, you know. <laughs> And um, yeah, a couple of other really great musicians who who used to come to Switzerland. I met David Bowie here and he used to live, you know, in Switzerland, had an apartment here. And um, I met a lot of people here, used to bump into them, you know, all all the time. And you can still go to Zurich and bump into Tina Turner. She lives there, she's a very normal person.
0: stories now, sharing memories how we've been dealing with our lives. And I want to tell you something, there is something you've got to know.
2: Right in the middle of the music scene, and I landed here, you know, and um, yeah, that got me started playing. You know, we we had the first band, a toured with a, a very popular Swiss-Canadian music musician, Phil Carmen, who was extremely popular in in, uh, in Italy and Germany. He had a num- number one hit there in Italy, had had a, a very a couple of chart chart toppers in Germany. So I was in his live band, played live there. And um, yeah, and, and uh, somewhere during that live band gig, he needed an opener, sort of, a, you know, opening band. So I, He asked us, the two guitarists, if we want to start something. So started my band Main Street. That became the band that was in the 80s, 90s, um, recorded four albums, um, plus a best off. Uh, and, and um, yeah, uh, disbanded it in mid-90s, 90, 95 or something, and sort of took a sabbatical from the stage for about 15 years. I was still making music, a lot of music, but I just, I was just, I, I had a young kid. I was I had a son, family, so just didn't, didn't want to be away all the time. But in the meantime, I had like an end of 2000 close to 2010 I had about 48 songs on the hard disc you know recorded my friends asked me you want to do something with those songs I mean we we love to come and record with you but do you want to actually release them at some point I said, oh, that's an interesting idea <laughs> so, so I released my first album as a solo artist in in uh, 2011 and man doing that I was, we, Main Street was a signed band and doing that as an independent artist and with the whole music scene, it was a tectonic shift in the whole music scene. It was completely different. I had to really start from zero, you know, but it was fun. It was, it was a lot of work, a lot of work, but I loved the internet back then, you know, and it was so, so helpful, so useful, you know, helpful, you know, to communicate with people. Before that, I mean, in the 80s, 90s, you, you had to call people or send them by post, you know, by mail. That thing completely changed. I see you hurting. Take a look
0: inside you. It'll make you feel better again. You got the looks and you're smart You got that sparkle in your heart Yes, you're one of a kind When some words just bring you down Take a look inside you Your beauty goes deeper than your skin That's where love begins In your heart, you're so beautiful, your beauty goes deeper than your skin. Your life force from within You're beautiful You're beautiful beautiful. Words can be so cruel, make you feel kinda small and hurt your self-esteem. Go hiding into sadness Some words that are spoken carelessly Or for lack of sensitivity When you're caught in the line of fire When your world feels upside down Take a look inside than your skin that's where love begins in your heart is so beautiful your beauty goes deeper than your skin
2: first album, A Matter of Time, that that came out in 2011, that caught on, some of the songs caught on, on the American um, community and college radio stations. I, I, I must have sent out like 3,000 emails all over the world, all over the world. And at um, some point, I got an email back, hey, your song is on rotation. And one after the other, I say, hey, that's good, you know. Then I got a call from a promoter in the states. Said she's heard of my music. Here, yeah. who's promoting you in the states? I said my, me, myself, and I, <laughs> all three of us. Say so she said, "You would you like to work with me?" You know, and um, so my album was about almost a year old when when she contacted me. So she said, Do "You have something new?" And I sent a couple of songs. She said, "Why don't you put together an uh, an Americana CD. These songs are really Americana. I said sure. So I I, I put together uh, an EP, four four songs, "Come See Conquer" in 2013, and uh, the title song was was ranked on the AMA charts in 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 the states, Americana Music Association charts. It was I think ranked highest at 35 or something, which is pretty good. It's, imba- it's it was amazing, because I saw my my big you know my heroes you know John Fogerty and you know uh, all all these melon Camp and all these people Tom Petty and all these people just going up and down around me. <laughs> it was fun. It was like oh, with the big boys. It was really good. So that was sort of the start. Then, um then I released my second album, third album. Um, nine to three and um, work with really good promoters in the States. States was States has, has been my best market so far. United States, a lot of airplay. I've done some shows there as well. And uh, with 93, I actually got a, a, a Grammy nomination of one of my songs. That was a huge push and a lot of, I was, I was totally surprised because when I got the email from the, <laughs> association i thought it was a spam <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was looking for a link you know for
1: i mean as an independent artist that is huge isn't it it's That's huge, huge.
2: anybody yeah it was huge but anyway, as an
1: independent it's even more special yeah. and it just it's, it's a testament to, to your you know your songwriting skills and all your hard work over the years. it's it was almost like worldwide vindication i guess
2: isn't it yeah, especially in the states. States is like Grammy is like the Nobel Prize for musicians. It's and nomination is actually you get nominated for Nobel Prize. It was amazing. It was huge. I was not surprised, but I was really um, fascinated by by the push uh, this uh, this nomination gave me.
0: Try to move on But we ain't going nowhere From here You know
2: I focused a little bit more on Europe. I have completely forgotten about Europe because the States was like the main market for me, and I was also getting traction there. I wasn't getting any traction from Europe. A little bit from, 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 from the UK. UK has always, UK independent radio stations have always played my music, and um, I'm extremely grateful for that. Some really good, build up over time some really good relationships here in, in the UK. Amazing. And um it's it's fun to actually come come out with new music and you you hear back from, the, from these people and it's almost like a almost a friendship which, which builds up, you know, and it's it's easier to sort of talk to each other. And um yeah, with with, with my next album, Little Boat, that's the fourth album. I promoted it in Central Europe, in, in um Germany, Switzerland, Austria um benelux and all that and of course uk and the states oceania was always a part of this you know australia new zealand So always you know i sort of always p- sent out material there and uh have a long-standing relationship with with community community radio stations in australia some of them some of them so far away as far as away away as um it's Tasmania. It's, it's just, I mean, that's like way far away from here. But it's 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 really good to, to see that these people come back and they they reply to your emails and and they also played music. And it's amazing how that that has worked out for me in all these years. And so my my album Little Boat won a prize in Germany. The the German Pop Foundation actually awarded Little Boat as the best. English language album of the year 2018. There's a certificate I got from them. I had to play live on the presentation, you know, um, evening in, in the state in, in Germany, and was formally sort of handed over um, that certificate. So it was also a huge honor. And that also got me a lot of traction in Germany. So Germany has become a good market for, for my music.
1: After the release of that album, I think the world just about went into lockdown, didn't it? How did you as a creative person and a musician cope with with lockdown?
2: It was strange because I, in January 2020, I was vacationing in South India in, in Kerala. I had to take some time off because the 2019 was extremely busy. A lot of gigs, a lot of events, a um, lot of production work. So I was in, in, in South India and I was watching TV sometimes in the evening and watching this, this Chinese lockdown, you know, and these people on the on the balconies, you know, shouting at each other. I said, oh, but these poor guys, it's just the whole place is just locked in a lockdown, you know? When I flew back, that was like mid-January to Switzerland, two days later, they closed the airport in Cochin because of Corona. And then when I got here, what I saw on the TV was this not Italy, you know, people, you know, there were, there were dead bodies. <laughs> it was surreal. And I, I was kind of scared because nobody knew anything about that. And it was so deadly and so close to home. You know, it's just, it's just like two hours from here. It's nothing. It's a very short distance to, to North Italy, where this thing was happening. Swiss government actually decided to shut it down. I was kind of relieved but then the all the cancellations came and that I for a short while I I, I was on a downward spiral there you know so sort of what what I had I didn't know what to do I had no plan I couldn't figure out what the hell to do what's what the fe- future is about but then I realized that I had a long conversation with my with my um with my girlfriend and she said look you, you don't have anything under control. Nobody's got anything under control. So why don't you use that giving up control as a kind of a new way of getting creative? So I gave it a thought. I said, that's actually a really good idea. You know, so I, I went, uh, I was in the studio. I'm, I'm, I'm in my studio right now. So I was here listening to music and, and then started strumming the guitar. And there's a song which I wrote in the early 80s it was a reaction to John Lennon's death, you know. I wrote it back then. I couldn't really find the energy or, or the strength to finish that song. Just it, it, it hit really close to home back then. It was really, I mean, I, I met John personally. He was sitting right next to me and then and I hear about somebody shooting him. That was really devastating for me and for probably for, for millions of other people. But that was very personal. And the song helped me sort of get over the, you know, over this, this bump, but I never till, till 2020, never got, never thought I would ever record that song, sing that song. Then I strummed that song and I thought it gave me sort of a feeling of joy that I met all these people that I can still listen to their music. You know, it's there, it's not gone. It'll never be gone. And um, so there it was in my song, anytime at all, that actually triggered my, my latest album, Talking Loud.
0: all you gotta do is call. And I'll be there, I'll be by your side. Hey, anytime at all, my love, all you gotta do Died within a second as he bowed his head to sign. Insanity had feigned a lethal mind. In an aftermath of silence, she had kissed her open world goodbye. Hello. Oh,
2: Song anytime at all, which which I wrote in probably 1981, shortly after John Lennon's death, that basically got me lifted me up again because in 2020 it had a completely different meaning for me than it had in 1981 when I wrote it. That was there was a lot of pain there at that time, in 2020 that song was almost a hopeful thing for me, and and. The, and an uplifting thing to me for me to to sing so i decided to actually do the song not with the guitar i asked a friend of mine who's an excellent piano piano player and uh, i've never really recorded with him but i've always admired him so i sent him this idea of this song with some chords and said his name is michael so michael do something with it i'm not going to tell you what just do something with it here's I had a kind of a riff which I recorded on with the guitar and he picked up on that and the first version I got from him that was that was it you know it was like yes this is it so the main version of any time at all on 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 talking loud is just a grand piano a pedal steel guitar to give that atmosphere and vocals that's it it's very simple very straight and very very you know close to everything you know so that got me started so i i took out some songs which i had you know, started recording before the lockdown finished it remotely with with musicians worked like a charm it was i was totally happy you know you know just we just we were just skyping i use skype a lot we're just skyping and and you know just you say hey, is, is that okay i said yeah sure do it but my attitude to the whole thing I, I i used to be under has to have everything under control you know as to know exactly okay you do this and do that and and uh, this this time and with with talking loud, i just said okay do it surprise me you know and i did get surprise really good surprises and um, a lot of musicians i work with work remotely without just, just the idea, just, just the sort of you know, what my thoughts were about the song, but I didn't tell them I want guitar to sound like that or something. Just I said, just do something. And to my surprise, and, and I was really happy about it, they came up with exactly what fit that song best. So this experiment was, was awesome. Actually it took a lot of load off my back. Because recording an album was always always with pressure you know there's a lot of pressure in recording an album but if if I record the way I recorded or finished the album uh, talking loud it was absolutely no pressure. I got hold of somebody in the states I got hold of somebody in Eastern Europe like Estonia or something who, who's a violinist because I met him we have a music festival here I met him years back and I was out his card and maybe he's still there and he was and he recorded he arranged and recorded strings for me for one or two of my songs so that kind of that kind of stuff really worked well sorry looking back and thinking about what you've told me obviously
1: lockdown although difficult was very productive for you coming out of it
2: do you feel like a bit of a different person have you got a different outlook on life yes absolutely Um, I think I've I've uh, become a better person especially I and mean, i can I can deal with myself really well that's one thing which which was not the case before the lockdown you know i'm I'm able to give up control which was never the case before you know I let people do and I, I think that's the way I'm going to make music in the future let people and that creativity sort of strike the chord with with the song and and some good things really come out of it it's there on, on Talking Loud, a lot of stuff, which, which I say, whoa, great, you know? <laughs> and um, that's sort of, I didn't, give, I didn't give them that direction, but I sort of gave them the story. I gave them the story and they drew the musical pictures out of that story. That's, that's how it worked. It was a lesson really in, um, yeah, not having control over everything. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. You you don't really, really never have control over everything. It's a lot of pressure you build up when you think you have control over everything.
0: I wanna hold you. I want you by my side. I got feelings for you. I can no longer hide. It's been a long time And now I'm back again Can't stop me now This love will never end I need you now Like a little child The way you touch my soul I need you now. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need you now, I need you now. Let's come together Bring love and happiness I need you now Just like a little child